the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Monday morning and welcome in to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network. You can check us out at theohiopressnetwork.com. That's theohiopressnetwork.com. And if you're not yet subscribing, what are you doing? Make sure you subscribe. Uh, It's the only place that you're going to find news, opinion, information that doesn't run through the progressive filter. Uh, The Ohio Press Network is not corporately owned but we are locally owned. We cover people, politics, and policy here in the Buckeye State. And we have fantastic syndication relationships, by the way, with Real Clear Politics, the Center Square. And we get the chance to publish some of the incredible work done at Just the News. That's John Solomon's outfit. If you haven't followed them, they're incredible. They've done a lot of the legwork on the Biden family's relationships with international businesses and governments. So uh, big day lined up, 1135. Make sure that you tell your friends to tune the dial to 98.9 FM. Make sure you listen. Jenny Terr will be here. Now, she is uh, actually here. Let's go here. You might remember her this way. If I can pull up uh, cut one. Let's see. Here we go. Secretary, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Jenny Chair at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today, and uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, make sure to reach out to our press office, but I'm have that conversation with you. Just walk you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Do you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, I'll talk thank down the you. So uh, that's Secretary um, Pete. <laughs> uh, remember that that little back and forth between um, Jenny and uh, Secretary Buttigieg regarding East Palestine almost a year ago? Well, by the way, Joe Biden is going to visit, and uh, we'll talk about that just a little bit later in the show. But Jenny will be here, not on that matter, but she's an immigration investigative reporter at the Daily Caller. We'll talk to her about the Al-Shabaab terrorist who roamed free in America for a year. She uncovered those facts. And uh, we're going to get into the details of that report and uh, what she discovered. Plus, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas refusing to enforce border law. Jenny has the receipts. So 
she'll uncover that as well. Working on a phone call at 12.06 to kick off the second hour with Rick Grinnell. He's the former director of national intelligence. And we're going to talk about the uh, traitorous Senate border bill and the ongoing threat to national security posed by the Biden border policies, if we can get Rick on the line. Now, your calls all show are welcome to discuss anything on your mind, 844-825-5989. Here's a question that I think we should discuss. There is apparently a clean bill coming that would give Israel $14 billion. And here's my question. They are an ally, but they have a smaller GDP to debt ratio than the United States. Should we give Israel $14 billion? Um, I think the United States has like a $34 trillion debt and uh, operating again at a deficit. It would take about 34 years to straighten that mess out. So should we be giving money to Israel? I'm curious as to what you think. I'd love to have a good, honest, open dialogue about it. So call me, 844-825-5989. And then at 1235, State Representative Beth Lear, she'll be here for a short segment. She's got to run. She's got a lot going on. In preparation for Wednesday's Ohio House session, you might remember that that is the day. Well, there you go. How about that? Don't you like it when people call? Um, (laughs) That will be the day Wednesday that the Ohio House gets together again. And uh, my understanding is it will be the last day um, that they'll meet before the primary election, which is important to to note. Um, We'll talk about what might be on the agenda. Maybe it's Jason Stevens covering his own rear end. It kind of seems to be what it's going to be about. Um, Ron Ferguson pointed to the fact that we might be in for some chaos, but we'll talk to her. Um, By the way, this is pretty important stuff. Friday, after we departed, we learned that the United States um, began retaliatory strikes in Iraq and Syria for troops killed there. Now, you might remember that we talked with Dr. Glenn Dewar last week um, about the drone strike that killed three. And so we'll talk through the U.S. Central Command and what it said about striking more than 85 targets at seven facilities, three in Iraq, four in Syria, using more than 125 precision munitions. But before we get to that, this is what blew up my email last night and my inbox today, as well as my text message threads. Last night, the Senate border bill came out. Have you had a chance to see it? It's over 300 pages, and uh, it does things like allocate money to Ukraine for their border, but it doesn't fully close our border. Interesting, right? Um, By the way, um, the bill is the result of negotiations involving Senators Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Senator Langford. It will not go through committee, but will likely go to the floor this Wednesday. That's what I gathered after talking to a couple U.S. Senate teams this morning on the way into the studio. Now, it would need a filibuster, 60% to pass, 
then would go to the House. Speaker Johnson, Majority Leader Steve Scalise there, have already denounced the bill. So essentially, this is a dead bill walking. So it begs the question, why then did Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Senator Langford put the bill forward then? Well, a couple of scenarios. I guess the best that could be extracted from Dems uh, might be the reason regarding the border. And GOPers are bringing it forward in good faith for Americans to see. That's one possibility. Or Democrats negotiated in bad faith and no Republicans will rebuke and reject the measure. They will then in turn, with the press, of course, tub thumping for them and carrying the water, uh, they will turn on the GOP, accusing them of parading for border policy and pandering to voters, um, but not sincerely having an interest in border changes. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that bill. Senator J.D. Vance weighed in on it, and uh, so did Mike Lee. Um, let me actually let's pull up what what Senator Vance said. I thought that was 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 pretty interesting. Um, I think you know one of the one of the most interesting interesting things to me is that they drop these things on a Sunday, right? And maybe it is they so that they can have the um, proponents of this parading around with the Sunday press shows. But uh, J.D. Vance said the House is impeaching. Secretary Mayorkas this week, he said next week, yesterday, but this week, while the Senate will be voting to give him massive discretion to not enforce the border. Why would any Republican vote for this? So he retweeted what uh, Senator Mike Lee tweeted, which is, as to the substance of the border emergency authority, it appears to be left to the discretionary whims of Secretary Mayorkas who I might add is currently being impeached for failing to actually enforce existing law. And then um, Chris Murphy, senator from Connecticut, said, a requirement the president to funnel asylum claims to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. The border never closes, but claims must be processed at the ports. This allows for more orderly, humane asylum processing. And Vance said the border never closes. There you go. If this is a border security bill, you think it would close the border. Uh, He said that's a good summary of this bill and Joe Biden's policy. I can understand why Chris Murphy supports it. I cannot imagine why any Republican supports this atrocious proposal. And as I mentioned, Jenny Tare will be here to talk about the memo that she uncovered where Secretary Mayorkas says... If you're here illegally, that's not really grounds to be deported. Insane. Uh, More on this, the other side of the break. Stay tuned. You know, before we went on air, Jeff Murtal, he's the guy on the other side of the glass who keeps me online and on time he reminded me there's only one football game left unless you're into that spring football thing um 
real quick before we get into that, I said that I would wrap up this uh, border discussion. Uh, working to get Senator Ohio Senator J.D. Vance on, uh, he's been gracious with his time before. You know, after he was elected, he gave gave me the shot to actually write um, a special interest piece about his election and uh, victory uh, as he secured the seat in the upper chamber. Uh, but as a senator, his time is harder to come by. We're working on getting him here, but uh, the short of it is this: he does not support the Senate border bill. I don't think that it's going to get the 60% uh, filibuster needed to pass. And if it does go to the House, uh, we'll have likely have Warren Davidson and uh, working to get uh, Jim Jordan on this week as well and uh, to get their take. But both of them being members of the Freedom Caucus, I doubt that they have an appetite for this Senate border bill. The question then becomes, what's next? Right? This is tied to VA funding. This is uh, probably going to be something that the Democrats say, see, they're going to they're going to shut it all down because they don't want to play ball. I'm just warning you right now. The press is going to go to bat for Democrats. You just need to be aware. Uh, Based on what I've seen, this is a a trash bill and it should be shredded. Okay, Uh, football, though, Jeff Murtaugh, let's talk football for a minute um, because we didn't get to do it much last week. You gave me an interesting statistics statistic about Pat Mahomes, who, by the way, my father-in-law yesterday, I had a chance to see him. He said, you know, if Pat Mahomes played for the 49ers, the 49ers would crush the Chiefs. I tend to believe that. What's your interesting statistic about Pat Mahomes winning or losing based on who covers the game? Well, so Mahomes now has been in three Super Bowls. This will be his fourth Super Bowl. In the first three, when the game is on Fox, he's 2-0. and And when the game is on CBS, he's 0-1. And this, the game uh, next weekend is... Well, this upcoming weekend is on CBS, so I don't know if if that's good or bad for Kansas City. Well, what do the investment advisors say? Past performance is no indication of of future returns. Uh, That being said, rut-roll raggy, Scooby thinks the Chiefs might be in trouble. What do you think? Well, you know, it's just it's a small sample size, of course, but sure. <laughs> it's it's a trend you don't like to have. You'd rather have it be on Fox, where you got the two and O to fall back on, as opposed to the O and one to look at. <laughs> but you know, as far as the game, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, you know, it's kind of a rematch from four years ago, but the teams are really different. Yes, they are. Um, you know, you, the Forty Niners have the same kind of guys, but they've added McCaffrey. You've replaced Garoppolo with Brock Purdy. Uh, their defense, I think, has gotten a little worse. I think their defense was really, really good that last time they were there. But, you know, I, it's hard to bet against Mahomes. Just, I mean, he's seen Ravens' defense, and he was able to do enough to get it done. So it's just hard to think uh, that they're not going to get it done again. I feel like, and my feelings aren't facts, I'll admit that, feel like the 49ers have more offensive weapons than the Ravens. I mean, Purdy has the opportunity to, to throw the ball or dump it down to four or five people who can catch it and make something happen after the catch. That, to me, is the difference right now. Yeah, I, I there's no denying that uh, the Niners definitely have more weapons, but... I, I will say the flip side of this, with the pressure that Kansas City was putting on Lamar Jackson, yeah, and and Lamar was having, you know, he was having a hard time getting out of there. If they put that kind of pressure on Brock Purdy, he's not getting out of there. Well, and you don't have to put a spy 
on Brock Purdy the way that you have to do uh, the quarterback at Baltimore, uh, Lamar. So I, I feel like you can even rush for maybe five at times, right? Bring somebody off the corner, disguise it a little bit. It, it's going to be a heck of a football game. Can we agree on that? Yeah, it should be really good. <laughs> One thing to remember, though, <clears throat> sorry, that game against the Packers, Brock Purdy actually did a a fair amount of running. I think it surprised the Packers. So you can't just overlook him. Now he's he's no Lamar Jackson. He's not he's not going to be running like that. But I, I think you can't uh, underestimate his ability to actually move a little bit out of the pocket. But the pressure they were putting on Lamar was insane. And if they get that kind of pressure on Purdy, it'll be really tough on him. Well said. We'll make predictions a little later in the week. You know, you got to get got to give them time to report who's going to be healthy, who's going to be injured. Uh, you know, late week developments, that kind of stuff. Um, all right, pivoting over to things I'm curious about. If you go over to Twitter, by the way, I try to put up a a poll or two every day. Uh, there's one up now, and it looks like there's three hours left. Will you vote for the Republican nominee in 2024? in the race for POTUS, whether it's Trump, whether it's Nikki Haley. And uh, it's interesting, some of the people who say no say it's either Trump or bust. And uh, if you feel that way, call 844-825-5989 because I have a question for you. But here's the other question. Israel is an ally, and uh, it appears that we're going to put together a clean bill of $14 billion in funding for them this week. Should we? They have a smaller GDP to debt ratio than the United States. Should we be bent on balancing this budget? Should we be bent on securing our own border and worrying about our own economic crisis? Or is that too, I don't know, isolationist, I guess, is the word that they would use. Uh, Look, next, you're going to want to stay tuned because we have Jenny Tayer. She's an immigration investigative reporter at The Daily Caller. And she'll be here to talk about the Al-Shabaab terrorist who roamed free in America for a year, plus a memo she discovered where Secretary Mayorkas is refusing to enforce border law. Uh, so we'll, we'll ask her about the Al-Shabaab terrorists, um, maybe sanctuary cities. What's, what's the total cost of that to us? And um, are the people who supported her, are they bleeding heart liberals who just don't know any better? And then if we have time, we might even get into this disturbing ambassadors club, if you will, at the Atlanta airport. She has reported on that. Um, But you don't want to miss her. She's a rock star. Jenny Tear up next. And, of course, uh, the phone lines are open for you. If you want to call in and ask Jenny a question, if you want to weigh in on whether or not we should be funding Israel, 844-825-5989. And uh, still working on Rick Grinnell for 12.06. Beth Lear will be here at uh, 12.35. So stay tuned. A lot ahead for you on The Bruce Willis Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.